0: Kia ora, Alice I teach at the Faculty of Maori and Indigenous Studies at the University of Waikato, and one of the great joys of the last three years of my life has been um, a Marsden funded project called Writing the New World: Indigenous Texts 1900 to 1975. project um, spends time going all around the region 1900 to 1975, a period that we actually don't know that much about. We spend a lot of time talking about kind of first adventures and connections with Europeans coming into the region and we talk about more recent things but particularly in the area of writing and literary studies which is my own background. um, It's kind of like what really happened between you know, the end of the kind of contact colonial period. And Albert went, like, what what happened in that time in between? Writing the New World um, has brought together 16 different Indigenous uh, researchers from all around the region with really different backgrounds um, and different perspectives and different skills. um, And the podcast is intended to feature their views, their ideas, their experiences, so that you also can have an opportunity to connect um, with this writing, but also with the region that it comes from. The whole concept of the podcast is so much that happens at universities, um, really things that people beyond the university might be interested in hearing about. We're interested in celebrating the writing from this time period but also celebrating the work of the amazing researchers that have worked on the project and so we are hopeful that members of their communities and the members of the communities um, that produced this writing in the first place um, would find these podcasts to be interesting and maybe um, would have them um, ask some questions and feel interested in knowing a bit more about the writing of their own communities. In order to contribute to the New Zealand um, Pacific and Māori Language Weeks, um, in 2020, a special issue of the podcast is being launched um, with each of those language weeks, um, featuring people from those language communities um, speaking about their research in that language.
1: Kālava lama, kia ora. My name is Wanda urimi Allen, your podcast host. Today's podcast features Waikato Student Union President, Nuku Tafiti Editor, and writing the new world researcher, Kyla Campbell Kamarieira. She talks to us about her research into Māori writing in New Zealand University student newspapers from 1900 to 1975. Kaila talks frankly about the politics of publishing and how her research findings strengthened her resolve in starting the Nukutafiti paper, which is written in celebration of te Reo Māori. Kia ora Kaila, thank you very much, and enjoy! Uh, kia ora te iwi,
2: uh, ite mama. Uh, nō te raroa me te pauri, i tōku papa, nō te raroa me te hoki, uh, nō reira, ko Taitokero katoa tia tēnei, ko Carla Campbell tōku ingoa. So I'm here in my fifth year um, at the University of Waikato, first year Masters of Arts in Māori and Indigenous Studies. Um, So I'm currently undertaking my third talk paper before I move into uh, my 90-point thesis next year, so I'm really excited for that. Um, And how I became involved with writing The New World is, um, I saw the the tunnel, the application, up on um, the University scholarship website and I thought that might be a really cool opportunity uh, to become involved in a little bit of research before I um, embark on my own research journey. Mm. Um, And so the supervisor was Alice Te Punga-Somerville. I have been a student of Alice's in the past, so I was already familiar with Alice um, and her expertise. And she's really passionate about literature and Maori, Pacific and Indigenous studies, so I thought she was the perfect person um, to be supervised by and so, um, I I applied for the scholarship, and the the co paper for that was um, New Zealand University student magazines, um, and the periodical was nineteen hundred 1900 to nineteen seventy five. So I had to um, find the Māori literature and and those um, in that time periodical, and. Um, before I knew it, uh, we were involved in a whole group of uh, researchers, which is the Writing the New World um, research team, and um, so I wasn't alone in my research journey, which was really cool. We called up every now and again. Um, I had individual tasks that I needed to complete because mine was, uh, my kaupapa, my scholarship was through the university, so there was those sort of regulations, um, but it was also yeah just really um, a welcoming environment to be able to start my research journey Um, and that's an opportunity that not everyone has before they um, embark on their own research journey so I'm really grateful for that um, because it taught me a lot about research um, and it taught me a lot about um, things that you don't necessarily think about when you um, Mm. undertake research. Yeah. So that was a little bit of um, the journey um, as a researcher uh, over the summer. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah tell us a little bit more about your history in terms of uh, student newspapers. Was this familiar territory to you?
2: Yeah, so why um, so on top of being supervised by Alice, um, it was a great opportunity um, before I start my research. Um, but the kaupapa really aligned with what I do. And so I don't consider myself a writer, um, but however I've written thousands of words um, mm. throughout my uh, time here at university and so I thought, you know what, I am a writer. Um, and so I also write for the university student magazine um, Nexus and I thought that, um, you yeah, given my experience with writing Um, I was really interested to see who was writing before me um, and who was writing about the Kopapa that I'm writing about in this day and age, um, but also um, what what Māori university students were thinking and were writing about um, and how receptive people were um, in those times between the 1900 and 1975. Um, period, so um, that's my personal connection um, to the kaupapa, Mm. and um, I've continued writing for the university magazine um, because of what I found um, in Mm. my research journey.
1: Mm. Tell us what you found.
2: Almost nothing, (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately, Um, but I think that's what I mean about um, the experience and what we think we know about research Um, so part of my research journey was I had the realization very on in my research uh, very early on in my research career that um, research is also about not finding um, the results that you wanted and um, so if I go back to my kaupapa 1900 to 1975 um, Māori literature and the university student magazines um, what I know about Māori history and Māori politics as well really contributed to um, what I th- what I thought I would find and what I knew I would find as well. So I knew that we had Māori academics and Māori students were going to university. So that wasn't the problem. But the problem was, you know, racial discrimination, um, the times that um, our people were experiencing. So I was really intrigued, you know. Um, thinking about in 2020 if we are facing disparity or discrimination or um, any other sort of that, we will write about it and I thought are, were they writing about it back in the 1970s mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately they weren't in the university um, mm. student magazines anyway. Mm. I, I can't, well, I didn't go beyond um, mm. university student magazines because mm. that was my task. Mm. Um, and so I expect that they were writing, um, but that's what I mean about how others were receptive mm. of those writings mm. um, because I can guarantee, because I I researched that, mm. that um, the editors were non-Māori mm. Um uh, yeah. Much to my excitement, I did find um, a little bit more content towards the end of the periodical mm-hmm. um, into the 70s, mm-hmm. um, Salient Magazine from uh, Victoria University of Wellington, mm-hmm. they were creating Kaupapa Māori content around mm-hmm. the time of Te Wiki o Te Reo Māori mm-hmm. and so the history I know about Te Weki o Te Reo Māori, the petition was delivered to Parliament around that time period as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, You know, it was clear to see that um, it's not just the point in time, um, Mm -hmm. thinking, you know, 40 or so years later, it wasn't just the point in time that it happened. Mm -hmm. Um, There are things that contributed um, to that copapa in society Mm -hmm. um, within universities Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm.
1: so... Was there much evidence of writing in Te
2: There was, there was evidence mm. of writing in mm. te rio, Um, and that came later on in the periodical So I think, you know, Māori people were finding their strength And mm. to, you know, no, we're just going to write in te Māori mm. And, um, and that's, I draw on that strength as mm. well mm. Because unfortunately due to colonisation mm. And a whole lot of breaches to mm. our human rights yeah. as Māori, um we, you know, our own people can't read or speak our own language And so um, you know, I've had to come to grips with that If I write in te reo Māori It only serves a particular um, group of Māori people Who are privileged Because it's a privilege to be able to speak te reo Māori And to understand te reo Māori Or do I write in English Because um, that aligns with the academic integrity of... Western Westernisation, mm. um, or do I write in both? Mm. And so what I've gotten from that experience is that I write Bilingually and uh, that's transferred mm. into my own studies as yes. well. I've challenged the university systems, yes. um, and by writing bilingually yeah. um, because there's so many rules. It's you know you have to if you're going to write in Te Reo Māori, mm. you have to italicise the Reo Māori mm. word, put it in brackets. <coughs> Um, have a glossary. And I yeah. thought, you know, so many Māori, Pacific and Indigenous people are in academia. Mm. Um, we should be able to um, have autonomy over the language that we write in. Mm. And so I've, yeah, I've drawn that strength from mm. the 1970s. Absolutely. Um, when those writers would just write in until maori yeah. and I I know that it would have been cha- challenging mm. in those times as mm-hmm. well because I find it challenging in 2020 yeah. um, but you know the 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 dadu um, and the society in the 1970s um, we we can see remnants of that in 2020 um, mm. but you know, just law and legislation mm. um, just oppressed our people even more in those times. Mm. And, and that's why I say I, I've gotten strength from what they mm. have done in the 1970s because I know that was mm. so strong and brave of them to do, mm. um, even just to write te reo, in Te Reo Māori mm. in a university student magazine.
1: Mm. Yes. Uh, why do you think it was Wellington that led the charge in terms of pub- publishing things uh, Um, articles in te Mm reo?
2: I think uh, the Māori faculty and the Māori staff there at the time were really strong Um, and if you think about in comparison um, the faculty of Māori and Indigenous Studies and and the people within this faculty in this present time um, and and, you know the strength and the power and the determination of these people those people existed in the 1970s at Victoria University of Wellington and so um, if you think about the strength that you have drawn as a student um, from our staff members you can you can understand the strength that um, students at that time uh, drew from their own staff members at that time as well and so that's why I believe that um, Salient Magazine um, led, led that change at that time um, and now we're leading the change with our own new magazine, Nukutafiti.
1: Awesome. And it just seems like there's been uh, such a big leap of what you had found to a recent um, the recent publication of uh, Nexus, mm-hmm. uh, which is completely which is completely in in te reo. Do you want to talk about that?
2: Yeah. So um, I. You know going through um, the history of university student magazines, um, different people, um, well there were different ideas um, that came out each year um, in regards to kaupapa Māori, in regards to te wiki o te reo Māori, te reo Māori, um, the Māori language. And so um, during my time on the Waikato Students' Union um, I've had the privilege of um, being a part of an editorial team that we've created a... We created a spin-off Nexus magazine, um, but it, it's its own independent magazine as well, as well um, called Nuku um, And so every year the, the Nexus publication would have um, a kaupapa Māori theme to the Nexus magazine, but um, what we did this year um, was create a whole new magazine uh, named Nuku Tawhiti, uh, it was contributed to um, by all Maori writers, um, and you know different copapers. So there were you know longer bits of writing, um, there were shorter bits of writing, there were um, there were just you know it was just all it encapsulated copaper Maori, mm-hmm. um, and I hope to build on from mm-hmm. that. Um, in the future Mm. but that that's another you know my time um, doing the research project Mm. um, also gave me that strength to Mm. um, go out and yeah acknowledge um, that there are already these publications that exist, mm. what's missing in the market mm. in the um, university student magazine mm. um, sector, and it was something like that. It mm. was something like Nuku Tafiti.
1: Mm. Absolute congratulations. It's It's a pretty impressive feat and it looks beautiful as well. I just want to pick up the point that you made was about access. Huh? The, the difference in the past was um, Māori didn't really have control of the student newspapers, and yet... Um, forty, almost fifty years later, mm. uh, we have this um, phenomenal um, student newspaper. Do you think that would be an ongoing feature of Nexus?
2: I would like it to be, mm. and um, I would like you know the contributors to Nuku um, to have set the standard and the precedent, mm. and you know this is how this is how we take literature into the future mm. as well. Mm. So. There's been a lot of work done in the past by previous writers, mm. um, and it's just in 2020 mm. um, we, you know, we just picked it up mm. and ran with it, mm. and you know, got as many pages in the booklet as we can, mm. uh, as we could, mm. um, and you know, we didn't take this opportunity for granted because mm. it, it, it made history at the yeah. University of Waikato mm. and with Nexus Magazine as well, mm. and so. Um, I will be the president again Mm. for the Student Union in 2021 and that's one of my um, expectations, I won't even say it's a hope, it's an expectation um, that we do uh, Nuku Tafiti Volume 2.
1: Absolutely, congratulations, it's pretty impressive. What do you think you would have liked to have done had you had the scope or the time um, to do so following Mm -hmm. this project?
2: I think there were two things that I would have liked to have done. The first thing was go beyond the time periodical mm. um, because I I st- I I work, you know, in order. So I started off with nineteen zero zero and then zero one, and I was just not finding anything. Mm. And so I had to go against every all my OCD mm. and everything. <laughs> and I had to I skipped way back to nineteen seventy five, oh, and that's so. where I got my content mm. from. And yeah. then I worked backwards. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, I wish I could have gone beyond the time period because of my knowledge of Māori history. There was um, the Māori Land March... and there was Ngā Tamatoa, um, and there was the Polynesian Panthers, and so I knew, um, had I gone beyond that time Mm. period, Mm. I would have found the content that I was looking for, but I know the kaupapa of the research was not that, and um, in the future someone else will research Mm. that time period, and so um, that was one thing that I wish I could have done. Um, The other one is that I know Māori people Mm. were at university and they were writing, um they just weren't writing in university student magazines Mm. and so um another thing that I wish I could have done is gone beyond university student magazines Mm. um for that time period Um, but yeah just going back to you know the ethos of the project and it was that was that and part of the whole writing the new world group um we all had our different kaupapa Mm. that we had to Mm. research and write about and um I'm sure the other researchers yeah. um, would have wanted to do something yeah. beyond yeah, that yes, as well. Um, but that's just yeah. all part of the research yeah. journey, which yeah. I will continue to say
1: yeah. that I'm yeah. so grateful for. Yeah, absolutely. My kind of... And I, I guess that's, you know, as, as a practice that as an indigenous researcher, we must be aware of as we, um, like Alice would say, it's, we can't do all the jobs, eh? We mm-hmm. play our small part in a big, long link. Yep. Um, um, so what do you think your responsibilities are as an Indigenous researcher?
2: Um, what, what? What? How I know I want to mm. um, complete a Master's yeah. and go on to PhD one yes. day and be in um, Māori academia is that I want to contribute to literature um, around Maori um, politics and Maori leadership because that's where I sort of sit mm. um, that's that's my interest and mm. so I want to contribute to um, that coppaha mm. but under the guise of Facado Maori mā Runga Maori mm. you know just everything Maori mm. um, because there's a, a huge period in our history Mm. where other people were writing about us and you know all of these books behind me Mm. you know Maori Pacific indigenous Mm. writers I want to be a publisher Mm. of a book Um, so I want to publish my own literature Mm. as well Mm. so I want to write and publish it so that I have the the autonomy to Mm. um, to do what I want to do. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's
1: mm. that's that. Mm. And it seems a, a, a continuous theme is your activism mm. in, in a lot of these spaces, mm. eh? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, so that's really awesome. Um, how do you feel and what did you learn about uh, doing this research um, with other Indigenous researchers?
2: I knew that my journey wasn't isolated. Mm. Um, and it strengthened my connections with Te Moana Nui Akiwa Because, mm. you know, I've just gone off talking about, you know, Māori literature and and Māori have been written about by non-Māori mm. um, But that's the same as our Pacific phenomena. Mm. And mm. so if we can be, you know, be all on this journey together That's mm. so empowering as well because mm. we can learn from each other mm. um, We can, you know, learn um, the kōrero that... Mm we each hold within mm. our cultures mm. um, but then going back to being Polynesians at mm. the end of the day, you know, mm. that that's our history, mm. um, it's just been encapsulated a little yeah. bit differently yeah. and so it was really powerful being a part of a research group mm. um, because it's also, everyone is on the research journey mm. as well mm. um, and we were all young researchers mm. um, and and we all had different experiences, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. really important to mm-hmm. um, to consider that mm-hmm. there's no one way to do research, right. and there's you know there's no specific time period, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. you know whatever you want to find out, mm-hmm. go for it. Yeah. It's really important yeah. that you know for yourself that you are you are content, mm-hmm. um, in what you think you know, mm-hmm. because when you go out and do the research, mm-hmm. you can consolidate. Mm-hmm. Um, those considerations mm. Mm. and just the different things that you thought about.
1: Mm. Yeah, And so maybe in another 50 years, student newspaper may change again. Exactly, on, yeah.
2: yeah. And yeah. you know, we, we're living in a post-COVID world, mm. um, but also things are changing mm. rapidly. Mm. Um, we're moving online faster than yeah. we could have ever imagined. Yeah. And um, so I dread the day that, you know, we don't pick up books anymore. Mm. Um, mm. I didn't even, you know, I don't even want to say that, but yeah. it could be a possibility um, right. with the rapid change to That's online. Right. Um, right. and But, yeah. you know, I, within my time, yeah. I will continue, you know, publishing hard copy, yeah. Um, yeah. student magazines, yeah. whatever literature, yeah. uh, so, you know, when it comes to the time yeah. where, people stop producing that mm-hmm. um, I have contributed to the yeah. to the hardware literature that yeah. people can um, get their hands on.
1: Absolutely. Because you could have a whole lot of tools ready for distribution but it's the content uh-huh. that's important. Yeah. Eh? Yeah, yeah. The integrity of the content uh-huh. that's produced and um, I think that's the part of writing the new world is bringing together some amazing indigenous thinkers. Uh-huh. Um, about their ideas, their experiences, and um, be able to make these spaces um, more accessible, mm-hmm. you know, for other people coming yeah. through. Yeah. Um, so I guess for me is, um, what would you like to tell students who are thinking about research and are just a little bit nervous, a little bit fucking about this? Um, what would you like to say to them?
2: What I would say to students who um, are looking at getting into their masters or postgraduate study and into research in general, because you don't have to do a degree to do some research, um, but in a university world that's what we're all about, um, but talk to people. I've got, a, I've got so many friends who are on the research journey um, as well and they're ahead of me and some are behind me um, in terms of the timeline. Um, but we can share experiences um, and we can learn from each other as well. So, you know, it's, it's really isolating, the research master's experience, um, isolating in the fact that, you know, you you are the only student in your kaupapa, of, of your thesis. Um, but, yeah, find a group of people, um, get familiar with your lecturers um, if you're in the university, um, because you know, they were once in your position as well. Um, although we, we admire them and we think they are rangatira, which they are, um, they can still, you know, reflect and resonate on the experiences that we are having because they too shared those same experiences. And so just communicate, communicate your struggles, communicate your successes, uh, because we can celebrate both success and adversity. Um, Because I celebrate my adversity um, Mm -hmm. through my time on the Writing the New World project um, and what I didn't find um, Mm -hmm. as part of my project. And, and, you know, going off this whole corridor, i I've celebrated every moment of that um, because it's strengthened me um, and it's made me a better researcher and um, it's given me a unique experience um, to go out and do what I... What I want to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you,
2: Carla. So, based on what I found mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in my research, mm-hmm. I thought you know it can't carry mm-hmm. on this mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And so, in fifty years' time, I don't want someone to research back on this time periodical and think the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, to lead the change, we have to do it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah.